Hey everyone, before we start the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live podcast coming up next Friday, March 8th at 6.30 p.m. at Downtown Cinemas in downtown Las Vegas. We'll be talking about the new Blumhouse horror film, Imaginary. Joining me on the panel, we've got Jimmy Gonzalez, Tom Devlin, and Nick Woods. It's going to be a really fun time. Also, Downtown Cinemas is doing a promotion. You should bring your imaginary friend with you because you'll get a free upgrade on your popcorn to share with your imaginary buddy so come on out it's going to be a great time we're going to get into this movie imaginary talk puzzle pieces have a fun conversation we hope to see you there links and information and how to win tickets in the show notes Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it is one of our monthly trailer roundup episodes featuring Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year. So we will be looking at a bunch of movies and kind of just trying to guess what might have inspired it just based off the trailers. And then we'll see. Maybe we'll cover some of these movies on full episodes later on in the month or in the year. You never know. Well, hopefully we'll cover some of these. There's some good stuff coming this month, but uh, we'll get into some of those here in a moment. Before we get to it, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you're listening right now. Hit that follow or subscribe button and maybe drop us a little five-star rating and review. I'd really appreciate it if you did that. You can follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. Now, before we get into this conversation, there is one more thing we got to do. Listener puzzle pieces. That's right. Every month on these trailer episodes, I always ask for puzzle pieces from the listeners, from the audience that are out there, to see if there's anything that we maybe might have missed while doing these episodes throughout the last month, the last month being December. And I got a bunch of pieces, mostly from our friend of the show, Joe Black, also some from Josie DeMarco. Uh, Jason Harris also wrote in, but uh, his was actually something we mentioned on the show already. So, you know, whatever. But uh, anyway, yeah, thank you to Joe and Josie. I will read through those now, starting with Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Joe Black said Thunderball, Bulletproof Monk, and Hudson Hawk. I feel like Hudson Hawk definitely like fits right in with that. And um, I've never seen Thunderball. Uh, and I probably saw Bulletproof Monk like way back in the day, but it's been forever. Uh, Silent Night, Joe Black said The Great Silence, which uh, I'm assuming is a silent movie. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Rolling Thunder and Four Brothers. I loved Four Brothers when it came out. I wonder if it holds up. I know it doesn't really have good reviews, but I loved that movie back then. Uh, for the holdovers, Joe Black said, The Last Detail, Wonder Boys, which is one that was on my list, but I didn't end up mentioning, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which I think definitely fits in. And we mentioned a bunch of Link Letter, and that kind of like, you know, rides the line there with that. And also, Josie DeMarco mentioned The Day Trippers and also Wonder Boys. Uh, the Day Trippers is great. And uh, yeah, like I said, Wonder Boys is also one that I was considering for the episode. 
Killers of the Flower Moon. Josie DeMarco said Clear Cut, which I don't know that movie. Uh, I'm going to have to look that one up. Joe Black said Thunderheart, which I watched in anticipation of uh, Killers of the Flower Moon and was great. I think I liked it more than Killers of the Flower Moon, actually. Uh, So that's a good one. Um, Billy Jack, which Joe talks about all the time on the show. I've never seen any of those. Uh, Navajo Blues, which I assume goes along those same lines. And then Ernest goes to camp and three ninjas knuckle up, which uh, I, I don't know about those. Maybe. Uh, I mean, certainly Leonardo DiCaprio's character is kind of a doofus. So, uh, you know, maybe. Uh, and then last one for December is the Iron Claw. Also from Joe Black here, we got Ready to Rumble and Beyond the Mat, which are two wrestling movies, of course. And then Husbands. So, again, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Josie. And... Uh, Hopefully we'll get lots more puzzle pieces from the listeners for next month's movies. It is a new year, so we just posted our top 10 episode, top 10 of 2023. I got a bunch more like top 10 stuff and like looking back at the year, but we have a whole lot of regular episodes on the way too. So again, make sure you're subscribed. Thank you for being out there and listening, and let's look forward to some new movies coming out in 2024. Happy New Year, Jason. Thanks, Dave. Happy New Year to you as well. Noisemaker. Woo! Ball drop. Kiss. Wow. This is the first time I've gotten kissed on the podcast. This is great. <laughs> you, know, you have so many guests, and I'm on so often. I got. We got to keep innovating here. Yes. So. Yes. This is true. The kiss this cast. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So it's a new month, lots of trailers to get into. Uh, before we get to them, let's look back at our last month of trailers and see what I mean, we actually so got to. There's so many. I watched there's so, so many. many, and there's Absolutely so many Absolutely stacked ones. month. Stacked yeah. month. It was amazing. I mean, I know we always save it for the end of the year, but they really just were like, every good movie this year we'll put out in December. Yep, just load them in. Well... We started off last month's conversation with Poor Things, which I absolutely loved. It was everything I hoped it would be. Uh, give Emma Stone the Oscar right now. She's my pick for Best Actress. That's the bravest performance that I uh, remember recently. And sh- the movie's great, too. I think there's one part where it lags a little, but big fan of this movie. Mark Ruffalo is so fucking funny in that movie. <laughs> it's just insane. But, I mean, uh, it's stylist. I mean, Willem Dafoe's great. It's stylistically oh, yeah. just, I mean, Yorgos is, uh, he's on fire right now. He is, absolutely. Next up, one that I didn't get a chance to see. I think you did, though. Uh, the Boy and the Heron? I did see The Boy and the Heron. We went uh, and saw it on the big screen. I'll give you my daughter's review. It's the weirdest movie that she's ever seen. Okay. So... Is she a uh, fan I mean, of his other films? Or? Yeah, we watch a lot of Miyazaki movies uh-huh. and Studio Ghibli movies. but um, So weird uh, by those standards. I mean, they're always weird, but here's yeah. a spoiler. Uh, you know, the heron has swallowed a man, and sometimes he's man, sometimes he's heron, sometimes he's man-heron, and it, it's very, uh, uh, you know... Uh, juxtaposing jolt, uh, jolting, I would say. Uh, I sounds weird. It sounds uh, good, and I know a lot of people have talked about how great Robert Pattinson is as a voice actor, not just simply talking like himself, which everybody seems to do nowadays. So was that makes me want to see it. Was he the Heron Man? Yeah, I believe so. The yeah. one with like the weird old voice, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I want to see it for sure. Uh, next up is Eileen, a movie I know we both loved, and I actually just recorded an episode on with your awesome movie, your co-host Josh Bell. Um, 
Yeah, great movie. Kind of out, out of nowhere for me. Uh, how? I mean, how did this thing get released in the theater? This is um, <laughs> right. Uh, sadly, this is like one of those like in the '90s you could have seen it in the theater, but now it's going to get lost until it hits streaming. So hopefully, people will find it on streaming. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, speaking of streaming, Leave the World Behind is up next, uh, which it's got a lot of love it or hate it kind of reactions. I did not get a chance to see this one. Did you? Yeah, I'm killing you this month, bro. Yeah, so I liked it. I liked it. Um, you know, Sam Esmael is, uh, he loves style, but I actually think his style kind of means things as opposed to when I saw Saltburn and I was like, why are we doing this? Um, Sure. But um, it's pretty good, and um, if there's a better actor out there right now than Mahersha Ali, I dare mm-hmm. you to um, to tell me who it is. Yeah, I still really want to see this one. I have a feeling I would land on the love side of things, but uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll get to it soon. I mean, there's also a lot of um, kudos going around for Julia Roberts for taking on a character who's very unlikable. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, um, so there, so there's that there's Ethan Hawke, just like, Oh, give me anything. I'm in the zone right now. I'll just uh, <laughs> knock it out of the park. Yeah. yeah. Just, it's pretty good. And there's one great sequence that, um, you would probably dig a lot. Nice. Nice. Next up is Wonka, which I did see. I wasn't crazy about it. I feel like I might've liked it more in the theater though. I would, I did watch it on a screener and it kind of looked like shit. And I, I, I wish I had seen it in the theater. I think I'd have liked it more. I saw it in the theater. Uh, Scarlett's review, it's her new favorite movie. Oh, there um, you go. Hugh Grant steals every scene he's in. The villains mm-hmm. are good. Here's the thing. We don't need to make this movie anymore. Right, like, sure. we're, we're not going to top Gene Wilder. Let's move on. And also, yeah. how it goes from that character to what the Gene Wilder character became is there's a real disconnect there. But it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I really liked Keegan-Michael Key in it. I thought he was my favorite part of it. Uh, Yeah, I just uh, saw him in uh, Migration. I think he was one of the voices. He's doing good work. Yeah, he's doing some good work. Right on. Next up is The Family Plan, of course, shot here in Las Vegas. Uh, I did not see it. I don't think. Did you see it? No, but here's what's depressing. In one of the trailers we're coming up to, it's just another version of this. And (laughs) Why are we making this movie over and over again? We don't need this movie. Yeah, it's super easy. I I don't know. I I guess some people like it. We'll see. How many families or couples out there? I mean, everyone has secrets, but like how many are really like hidden assassins or, you know, former government operatives? Like can we move on from this idea? Who do you think would be the hidden assassin, me or Gina? Gina. Definitely. I agree. Yeah. 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 Unless you're this good to make me think that there's no way you could do it and that's what you're really doing. <laughs> chicken run dawn of the nugget i've heard good things i did not see it though yeah it was just too stacked of a month i mean i like art of uh everything they do is great so i will get around to it aquaman and the lost city one of my most anticipated movies of the year because i do love the first aquaman movie absolutely a mess but i had a lot of fun with it it's it's more of the same and so i was happy enough uh but you could tell that this movie was just chopped to shit in the like two years it's been delayed um obviously it's also the end of the dceu which is a whole other story we will get into it on an episode uh very soon that's already been recorded if a DC movie comes out and doesn't make a sound, does anyone really know it counts? It exists. So. Very good. Very good. Uh, next up, Anyone But You, which I did not get a chance to see. I do kind of want to. It, it's gotten mixed reviews. Like Some people really said it's just like a fun kind of throwback. 
Oh, that's the uh, Sydney Sweeney Clay yes. Powell one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, if it's a fun throwback, I'll, I mean, you know, this is the type of thing like, you know, we miss no hard feelings in the theater. You go watch it on it's on Netflix. So, yeah. But yeah, this sure. um, but it's also got crushed by a ton yeah. of people as well. Absolutely. Uh, the Iron Claw crushed all of us. How about that for a uh, segue, Jason? Um, it's so good. And I know you loved it, too. I really liked it. I will take issue with you on your episode mm. where you guys. Um, it's interesting because, um, you know, everyone really loves this movie. The main criticism seems to be uh, the performance of the guy who played Ric Flair. And you mm -hmm. guys shouted him out as doing the doing a good job. But he, I feel like he really missed uh, the style and profile and limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, son of a gun, wheeling, yeah. dealing, baby. Woo! I, I agree. I actually, I think I got caught up in the excitement of just loving the movie and talking about it. And like, really, that guy did not do a great job as Ric Flair. I even uh, joked on Twitter that like, they really should have just young Luke Skywalkered him and just CGI'd him. No one can play Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be now my, um, what's on my mind the rest of the day, who I would cast as Ric Flair. Yeah, you know, it's so. impossible. No one could do yeah. it. Uh, next up was the color purple, which I did not see. Um, for the most part, everyone who sees it likes it, but I don't know that a lot of people are seeing it. I didn't see it. Um, yeah, yeah it seems like it's pleasant enough, mm -hmm. it, which is a weird thing to say because the original color purple is obviously very tough at, in some points, but people are like, yeah, that's fine. I don't see yeah. anyone loving it though. Did you see Obama put out his uh, list of the 10 best movies of the year? And then like the next day he said, update, I just saw the color purple. And now that's on my list too. Obama's cheating on his top 10 list. It's not. I mean, he totally cheated because his three favorites were the three that he produced. Right. So. Totally. Um, but yeah. uh, what, uh, what, what did he take off the list? He, he didn't. He didn't. That's, it yeah. seems like a me move. I could see me doing that, not taking anything it, off, but adding an extra. You know? Honestly, though, like it's a good list. And I'm glad we have a guy like Obama doing that. Can you imagine yeah. what, what Trump's top 10 would be? I do not want to know. Uh, <laughs> sound the freedom. Sound the yeah. freedom. Sound the freedom. That one about Hunter Biden with Gina Carano. <laughs> oh, God. Movies about me. Uh huh. Of course. Absolutely. Aquaman 2. Fast yeah, 10. <laughs> probably. Probably. Uh, the Boys in the Boat, the new George Clooney movie. Um, pretty trashed across the board. I did not see it. Look really boring honestly yeah i didn't see it either yeah so, Clooney, man i mean what happened dude good night and good luck um, i really love that movie and then yeah i even thought confessions of a dangerous mind was a good one but um it really seems like he hasn't hit on one since then as a director he just plays it too safe i think with all these projects that he chooses but maybe one day we'll see uh next up was ferrari the return of michael mann which i was a little lukewarm on did you see it yeah i feel the same way um the um the race sequence is amazing mm -hmm. um but dude there's some very bad miscasting here um mm. i don't know what shailene woodley was doing what accent nice. she was and we know she's a good actress but mm -hmm. um and i honestly you know our uh awesome movie year co-host josh bell was like hey if these guys are all italian but speaking in english why are they even doing the accents and <laughs> You know, the accents were distracting. It's I don't think uh, I, I don't think Adam Driver's accent was that great, even though he's a great actor. Penelope Cruz, give her an Oscar nomination. And, She's the best uh, part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Is it Eric Messerschmidt who DP'd it? He was I mean, it 
Watch it for the race sequence alone, I'd say. It's good. It's just not top Michael Mann. Sure. Absolutely. Last one from last month was Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire, which even though I, I, I try to root for Zack Snyder, I did not watch it because I got really annoyed at this whole there's already a director's cut on the way bullshit. And it's just so obvious like to get to get people to watch it not like it that much because they know something else is on the way and then watch it again and boost the numbers. It just seems so like such bullshit after the Justice League thing. Yeah, uh, you know how I feel about this. And the preview just looked terrible. So it did. It did. Um, you know, we know the uh the, the Snyder boys are out there, you know, mm-hmm. rah-rahing it. So good for you guys. I'm glad you have something. There you go. Let's get to our January movies, starting with Society of the Snow on Netflix, January 4th. This is J.A. Bayona's new film about a plane crash in the Andes Mountains and the survivors struggling to survive. I know this one played festivals and stuff like this year, 2023, and the reviews have been really good, so I'm interested in it. Uh, Spain's entry into uh, the Best International Feature um, for the Academy Awards. yeah, I mean, it looks good. I mean, and you know, I was just complaining about uh, why do we have to keep making certain movies? Like this movie's been made before, you know, right. Alive, right? Mm-hmm. It's pretty much this movie, but this looks good. Um, my pieces, of course, were Alive and then the great Mads Mikkelsen movie, Arctic, where mm-hmm. he's just trapped alone in the Arctic. But I feel like, you know, there's a lot of other ones here, like Yellow Jackets and Lost. Um there was a great uh, limited series that I don't know if anyone saw it from Spain called The Head about a murder that takes place in Antarctica and mm. they're all trapped there. So I, I think that and uh, Werner Herzog's Endeavors at the End of the World also. Mm. So a lot of them, Jade. Yeah, no, absolutely. And yeah, of course, Alive is, I, I believe it is the exact same story, isn't it? Um, I think maybe it is. I don't know. But, yeah, I think know. so. But uh yeah, I, I had that, and then I also put in Jay Bayona's own film, The Impossible, uh, a different kind of disaster survival story. Um, but uh, you know, after a detour into the whole Jurassic Park franchise, you know, it's good to see him back into something that we know he can do really well, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I want to watch this one. Uh, next up is Night Swim, which is produced by James Wan. Uh, it'll be in theaters January 5th, and it's a very ridiculous-looking horror movie about, I guess, a haunted pool. Um, they don't really let on too much about what exactly is going on in this trailer, but Ridiculous and Horror and James Wan, um, that's, I'm in. This is Blumhouse, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so this is their sweet spot, January releases of movies that are, like, familiar but different enough, right? Yeah. Um so yeah, it looks like there's like a demon uh, living in in the pool drain or whatnot. So, I can't wait. <laughs> it just looks ridiculous. Um, uh, the ring, obviously, for you know uh, a haunted um, element of a place where you wouldn't normally find it a haunted element, and I think the demon might be a dead girl anyway. And then uh, the it wasn't a great movie, and I, we never talk about it. But I was thinking of like, where is something water? related like the element of the horror and mm-hmm. i thought of uh the jennifer connelly movie dark water where like yeah. their apartment building just kept like getting uh you know flooded and it, the water was the bad guy so. yeah yeah the water is the bad guy that definitely fits really well here i like that um i also threw in john carpenter's the fog because this kind of feels like a 
you know, like a spooky ghost story kind of thing that you would tell. Um, and I also put in Color Out of Space, that uh, Nicolas Cage movie, because it seems like everybody's going crazy and it's like unexplainable why. So some kind of cosmic horror kind of thing going on, possibly. But yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, how they pull this one off and if it's as crazy as it looks. Uh, but next up is Good Grief, which will be on Netflix January 5th and is the directorial debut of Dan Levy. Stars him and Luke Evans and Ruth Nega um, about a guy whose husband dies and he takes his friends with him on a trip while grieving. Uh, to, takes them on a trip to Paris. It looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Dan Levy is great. So yeah. we got to see what he's going to do as a filmmaker here, right? But Absolutely. you left out a key element that they mentioned in the trailer, which is that they find out that the dead husband was cheating on him, right? Right, sure. Yeah. You're so, right. yeah. So I thought of, I mean, when you think of movies about people getting together to grieve, you think of the big chill, like Friends, right? Because it seems like a Friends trip here sure. to do that. And then, um, yeah. So, and then I put a, a very... Um, one that one from last year that I think you might have uh, might have you might not have seen was a thousand and one, which is mm. um, a good movie. Uh, I didn't love it, but a lot of people do. It was on yeah. Obama's list, I think it was. Um, yeah. But so there's a sequence in there where a husband dies and his wife has to like invite over the mother of his other child. Right. And it's like, oh, he had a, a separate life that we didn't know about. So I was thinking like, oh, okay, where do we find that out? And that was kind of my pick for that. Yeah, I did not see that one yet, uh, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. Uh, but yeah, good pieces there. Um, I'll throw in The Descendants. Uh, I was thinking about someone yeah. dealing with the death of a spouse and who maybe wasn't so great. Uh, and also Garden State, uh, as far as like somebody like kind of dealing with grieving and with their own, you know, issues of mental health and dealing with like going along with friends as part of their their journey. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm rooting for Dan Levy. He's good. Um, yeah, I have too. I I mean, you know, another I had those as well. I mean, well, I didn't have uh, Garden State, but I had The Descendants. But I was thinking of that Linkletter movie, Last Flag Flying, where they go oh, on yeah. the trip to bury the sun because of the idea of like we're going on a trip to get closure on something that's a good movie i love last flag flying really well, you should see the last detail you know it's a loose sequel to that i should detail. see the last detail yeah next up is mean girls in theaters january 12th which is a movie musical ab adaptation of the broadway musical adaptation of the movie mean girls from tina fey uh it stars renee rapp who is in the the musical version strangely and like a lot of the movies at the end of 2023 that are musicals they're like barely mentioning that this is a musical in any of the advertisements i think there's a lot of excitement from the kids on this one dave the, the hopefully Gen Z yeah kids are excited for this they're gonna watch it on their tiktoks dave <laughs> probably you know? yeah so and uh and uh and then they'll they'll have a group chat about it so Ooh, okay yeah i so, didn't know they do um, that yeah so the one thing I like about Tina Fey is that she puts John Hamm in every movie or project that she's in sure. or that she's involved with. And I like Tina Fey anyway. But, you know, um, yeah. So, I mean, I thought of Matilda because we're doing a musical based on a musical based on a movie based on what that was even based on a book before that, you know. So um, and then, you know, the idea of kind of 
growing up and where you fit and sexuality, even bottoms from last year, I think fits into that. And um, clueless were uh, clueless was another one kind of representing where you are in the high school hierarchy. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. As far as uh, last year is concerned, I also threw theater camp on my list. You know, it's very gay, very campy, uh, you know, and, and surrounded musicals. Um, I also threw Tick, Tick, Boom for the uh, meta-ness of a musical adaptation with Jonathan Larson actually writing his musicals in the movie. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I love Tina Fey. I, it was so great a couple of weeks ago back on Twitter where everyone was just randomly posting 30 Rock clips. It was a really fun week. Um but yeah, I, I hope this is good. I hope it's uh I hope it stands on its own. You're really still on the Twitter. It's you know, it's a cesspool, but it's uh the social media site that I get the most out of, so what All am I right. gonna do? Yeah. Uh The Book of Clarence is up next, which is a biblical comedy directed by James Samuel, who did The Heart of They Fall a couple years ago. It'll be out in theaters January twelfth, and stars Lakeith Stanfield as a guy who sees all the success that Jesus is having and decides to also become a messiah and make some money. And uh, it looks pretty funny. It looks uh, very strange. Yeah, I didn't really connect with it that way. I didn't think it looked that funny. I kind of want to see Lakeith Stanfield do other things besides this. But, um, you know, maybe I'm wrong. But I didn't I didn't love it the last movie, The Harder They Fall. I thought, like... I like there that. Was a, I thought it was all right. But again, it was a lot of style for the sake of style. So... You know, I don't know. This one, it just felt like a little disjointed as a trailer to me. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you when you think of uh, biblical comedies, you go to the life of Brian. Right. Sure. So yeah. uh, we covered the robe on our 1953 season of, uh, you know, of uh, awesome movie here. Who is uh, who is a God? Who is God and why? Why should we believe this person's a messiah? And then, Dave, there was this uh, I might have recommended it even, but I feel like you and Gina should watch it. Have you seen uh, Love Has Won, The Cult of Mother God on Max? I I saw it advertised on there, but I haven't watched it, no. Yeah, it's like three episodes about this woman who, like, was a manager at McDonald's and had, like, multiple kids for multiple uh, fathers. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, I'm God. And then she starts a cult and everyone's like, oh, she's God. And, like, it's it's crazy because, um, I mean, it's just nuts. You should watch it. But they're like. Well, God communicates with, um, you know, whatever they call them, the spirits. And it's like, who's on the spirit board? It's like all these dead celebrities like Robin Williams and all this. And then, of course, these hippies who are living out in the Colorado, you know, and doing it. Who else is on their spirit board? Trump. Trump is one of their guides. <laughs> of course. Of course. So, Why wouldn't he be? That's Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I also had Life of Brian on mine. I also had Leap of Faith. Steve Martin, you know, as far as evangelicals using religion to make money. And then Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul from last year, which was yeah. obviously inspired by Leap of Faith itself. So, Hey, how um, about Sterling K. Brown in um, American Fiction? Huh? He is so goddamn good in that movie. Every, everyone in that movie just, yeah. just brings it. So. Absolutely. Next up is Role Play on Prime, January 12th. Uh, another movie with David Oyelowo. Uh, him and Kaylee Kuko star in a kind of spy action rom-com, like you said, this, about yeah. a guy who finds out this time his wife is the secret agent. Um, yeah, like you said, we keep doing these. Yeah, so, I mean, we did... Uh, we did. The, you mentioned the family plan. We're all trying to do true lies. I mean, I think they're remaking Mr. and Mrs. Smith this year, right? So yeah. it's like... That's coming out. And then, um, you know, uh, this looks terrible. Like the last one of these that was uh, ghosted. 
the, oh, the one yeah. Chris Evans and Anna the, or, or uh, Gail Gadot. Yeah. 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 All really, really bad stuff. This is dumb. Um, Can we stop this? Like, I'm very. We went through like in a, like up front. We had like three or four movies where I'm like, oh, this could be good. This could be good. And now I'm just getting angry. At this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm I with you. It looks really, really bad. Um, and it's on Prime. I'm sure nobody will watch it, most likely. But anyway, let's let's move on then, because I have basically the exact same stuff for, uh, as you do. So let's move on to Self-Reliance, which looks a little better. Uh, January 12th, Hulu. It's Jake Johnson's directorial debut and produced by The Lonely Island. Stars Jake Johnson and Andy Samberg and a bunch of other people, funny people. Anna Kendrick, who uh, yep. you know, always brings it absolutely uh really a whole lot of people in this um a weird high concept action comedy where a guy is offered a million dollars to allow people to hunt and kill him um i think it looks hilarious i can't wait i mean i feel like it's derivative of things we've seen before he's on a reality show and you know oh they're gonna kill me and uh rich people are hunting me right like we just saw this movie this was the hunt a few years ago the damon lindelof right uh scripted one but um also like I like Jake Johnson. I want this to be good. I I just like was like I don't know why are we doing this one. There was that movie, series seven, um, the contenders about a reality show where they basically kill each other. And then I thought Sandberg playing himself, um, you know, kind of had that NPH Neil, uh, you know, Harold and Kumar vibe sure. to it. But yeah. White Castle. So there's all these things. Date night where you you know because the deal is like oh as long as you're not alone. Like, what, what is this? As long as you're not alone, they can't kill you. So, mm-hmm. like, why wouldn't you just be like, hey, dude, um, how about this? You stick with me for the next 30 days and I'll give you $100,000, right? Mm-hmm. You just can't. Like, there's no movie. That's what I'm saying. So it's Maybe. just frustrating. I, I have a feeling this was born out of the pandemic where we were always alone for long stretches of time. And so maybe it's a little too late that this joke, like, doesn't quite work as well anymore now that we're all just sick but out in the world together so uh you know anyway um i I agree with all your pieces all good ones the running man throw that in there as well john wick chapter three where the hit is open where anybody can get him uh throw that in there as well yeah i'm rooting for this i hope it's good um we'll see uh Next up is Lift on Netflix, January 12th. This is directed by F. Gary Gray and stars Kevin Hart as a thief who's hired to steal gold off an airplane, I think. Um, yeah. So they're, I don't know. It, I, it looks like, you know, a lot of these kinds of movies, basically. Uh, if you're talking about self-reliance looking like things we've seen a million times, um, same kind of deal here. I agree. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I, I, I didn't know what this was. I put on the preview. And like you, the first thing you see is Kevin Hart, and I'm like, oh man, and like <laughs> that does not speak to Kevin Hart's talent because he's a, a very talented actor. Sure, but he just does all these shitty, like right down the middle, like you know, we, you know, uh, I, like I'm desperate to be a movie star movies, right? Yeah, doesn't and, this doesn't this look like one of those fake movies that like an actor in a movie made? Like like you could picture uh, you know a character in Tropic Thunder. This is like the right. movie that they're famous for, you know? Yeah. Um, so this looks terrible. I mean, um, you know, so there's a hundred pieces you can go with. Um, uh, t- tough things to rob, money train, uh, Logan Lucky, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do the idea of. Um, you know, hey, um, so the, the thing is, like, he's a criminal and the government's like, well, we'll let you we'll let you not go to jail if you go 
rob these million uh five million dollars in an airplane and is you know like what is that that that's not a thing so but i thought of the uh the unbearable weight of massive talent because of the government angle in there and you know there's this group now you see me oceans 11 passenger 57 just leave me alone with this movie mm-hmm. I had Ocean's Eleven as well. I also, of course, had Fast and Furious because that is exactly what they do. The government comes to these guys, help us steal, and we'll, you know, get rid of your record or whatever it is. And we have to stop with this again. This is the theme. Like, and I knew this was going to happen because, you know, we're talking. You know, we're recording this right before we record our top ten of the uh, of two thousand twenty three. And for I felt for like most of 2023 when we did the previews, I was like really like, oh, this looks so stupid. This is crap. Yeah, I saw this was crap. And then the end of the year was so strong. We had so many amazing movies. And now this episode is just depressing. me. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this is where January, January, you know, it's where these movies belong. So Uh, next up is Which Brings Me to You, which uh, will be in theaters January 19th. Seems like a couple who just met recounting stories of all their previous partners. Uh, I don't know. Kind of looks cute. Uh, Lucy Hale and Nat Wolf star. Uh, I feel like I'm too old for this movie. It, it just seems like it's like a very Gen Z kind of thing. That's another derivative piece, right? Like, so she wants to she wants to have sex with this guy, and he's like, "What if we don't? Mm. Ooh, what a <laughs> what a crazy idea! What if we get to know each other? Whoa, wow." how edgy you know and it's like you know but in the preview they're talking about like very explicit sex stories which reminded me of the diner scene in chasing at me and then it's like are they you know clearly they're going to get together but are they trying to help them help each other find other partners which kind of reminded me of i want you back and then there is a whole uh here's a movie that i bet you haven't seen britney snow's directorial debut parachute which was pretty good about a couple where either one or both is toxic and mental illness and insecurities get in the way. And instead of like being able to lift each other up, it just destroys them. I felt like it had elements of that too. Okay. I I haven't even heard of that. I didn't know that she directed anything. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Maybe I'll check that one out. Uh, I also threw in 10 things I hate about you as far as anti-romance, romantic comedies, you know, that I want you back goes right to that as well. I also threw Family Guy on here because there's all these flashbacks. This is like that one time when the one thing happens. A very special episode of uh, which brings (laughs) me to you. Yeah, there you go. Next up is ISS, which will be in theaters January 19th. Um, uh, Americans and Russians are both on an international space station and it seems like war is broken out back on earth and they've both been given a signal to take over the space station. I think that's what's happening here. Yeah. Hey, at least this is a cool, like uh, contained space thriller or something, right? Like this looks pretty decent. I'd say so. Mm -hmm. Hooray. (laughs) We might, we might have one. That would be exciting if we do. And Chris Messina, he's great. He was like the best part of air earlier this year. So I'm down for him. Ariana. I'm going to disagree with you. Matt, Matt Damon was the best part of air. He was very good, but Matt Damon stole air. Come on. Oh, okay. and Chris well, Tucker was great too, but they were, Chris they were all good. So yeah, they were all so, good. Absolutely. Yeah, no, this looks good. Ariana DeVoe and everything. So, um, I mean, I think I know what you're going to pick. So I'm going to go with a different, uh, space kind of uh disaster movie. You remember mission to Mars, the one with, uh, Tim Oof. Robbins and all them. So very bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to do something else. And then I picked, um, children of men because it's like, what is, 
where do we fit in in this war-torn society? Where are we supposed to be now, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, if the Russians are the bad guys, you got to go to Rescue Dawn. There you go. I mean, you got to. Absolutely got to. Those are great pieces for a movie that hopefully will be good, because my pieces, I think, are uh, mostly great movies, too. Gravity, of course, is probably the one you were thinking I was going to say, but that is something I'm going to say. I'll also throw 10 Cloverfield Lane in there because of you know not knowing for sure what the truth is about what's going on outside of this closed place that they can't get out of. Um, and then the other one, I guess this would be my Mission to Mars piece, uh, would be Life, that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, which was kind of a alien, you know, stuck on a spaceship kind of thing um, where something's breaking out. Uh, not exactly the best movie, but uh, interesting premise. And so, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully this will be like a, a sci-fi with something interesting that happens to these people where it's not just what the trailer looks like spread out to 90 minutes, you know? Well, I mean, even the, I mean, leave the world behind that we just spoke about, like where it's like, hey, the apocalypse is happening, but we don't really see or know what's exactly happening, but we're seeing how these people deal with it. I thought that's an interesting, maybe this is kind of like that. Also, I misspoke, not Rescue Dawn, Red Dawn. Red Dawn, yeah, yeah. that makes sense, yeah. All right, we got uh, we got one more. It's Miller's Girl, will be in theaters January 26th. This is Jenna Ortega and Martin Freeman uh, as a teacher and student who are having a, uh, some kind of a relationship between them, and... It looks like it's going to be an interesting one of these kinds of movies that we used to get all the time. And we really haven't gotten many recently, I feel like. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I guess you could say May, December had some elements of that, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Although I think it's kind of uh, twisting that kind of a movie in a way. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, I mean, first of all, Martin Freeman and Jenna Ortega. So let's go. Right. Like, sure. They're great actors and it's going to be fun. I mean, I think we all think of like, you know, Lolita, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, You know, I mentioned the hunt where they hunt people. But what about the hunt that we covered on uh, Awesome Movie or the Mads Mikkelsen movie where, you know, he's accused by a kid of uh, inappropriate behavior and then they have to deal with that. And then. I put down a 25th hour, the great Spike Lee movie, because there was that element of the teacher having the forbidden romance, um, you know, with his student. Yeah, no, absolutely. We could we could throw that one in there as well. All good pieces there. Uh, I also threw in The Crush, the 90s movie with Alicia Silverstone with a, you know, similar kind of plot points. Also a movie we just watched over Christmas break randomly. Uh Notes on a Scandal with Kate Blanchett and Judy Dench. Um, also, another movie that deals with a teacher having a you know a fling with a with a student and all the fallout of that. So this will be an interesting one. I mean, obviously, you know, in the world of uh, movie discourse, people don't know what to do with these kinds of stories anymore. So it'll be interesting to see, especially with how big Jenna Ortega is right now, how her fans take to this kind of a story. Well, I mean, I just think she's a very good actor, so I don't really, you know, define her by one part or the next. So I'm just uh, and I know Martin Freeman's a great actor, too. So let's see where it goes. Absolutely. So I saved this one for last because we will be doing a live show on it. But the Beekeeper, the new David Ayer film 
I can't wait. Starring Jason Statham as a guy who single-handedly takes down a phishing scam organization. I I am so excited for this. Uh, I'll be posting news about the live show in the next couple of days at the time this goes up. But yeah, January 11th is when it'll be at Art House here in Las Vegas. More details to come, but I cannot wait for this one. Are you are you psyched for David Ayer Bro. and Jason Statham's teaming up? I mean, dude. You know, if you and I were dating, this is these are the movies we would be dating because of, right? So, Absolutely. Uh, um, it feels work. like we're dating sometimes, doesn't it? We're, it kind of uh, does. We do so yeah. many projects together at this point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, look, w- like, again, we've seen movies like this, but who cares? Like, this is going to be awesome. You know, The Master Gardener, right? Where it's like, I'm a gardener with a pass. Uh, the Foreigner, you remember that one with Jackie Chan and... Sure. Uh, Right. And I and Pierce Brosnan. And I picked that in Born Identity because of the government elements and like one person have to take having to take down an entire, you know, death squad of, of uh, government operatives. All great stuff. All great stuff. But this man. is I what I want it. from Jason Statham. This is oh, what yeah. I want, you know. So Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm hoping this has the right level of self awareness, which it based on the trailer, it seems like it does. But uh we will see. I can't wait. Uh, but that does it for our January trailers. Jason, is there a movie you watched recently you want to recommend to our listeners? Yeah, you know, I've been watching, you know, I've been catching up on stuff from 2023. Um, so, and I've watched some good foreign films. Um, there's a movie, A Fire. It's, uh, mm. I think a lot of people are maybe finding it because it's on Criterion and it's making a lot of year end lists. And it's, it's a really good movie about these people who just kind of go to the countryside in germany and have to deal with whatever interpersonal issues they're dealing with while the um you know the the wildfires in the wilderness are getting closer and closer to their you know uh, getaway uh, mm. uh cabin or you know house so it's good i would recommend that right on yeah i, I know i've seen a lot of people talk about it and it, it sounds really great uh jason what's going on with awesome movie here Awesome movie year, Dave. We're in um, what many refer to as the original awesome movie year. 1939, all, almost all heavy hitters and legendary films. So we're doing that right now. Awesome. Where can people find it? Where can people find awesome movie year? If you don't know now, I, I just guess you're not listening, but that's okay. Awesomemovieyear.com, awesome movie year on Facebook and Instagram, awesome movie pod on Dave Twitter. There you go. It works. That works for me. Jason, thanks as always for being here, and we'll get you back again soon. All right. I'm Josh Bell. And I'm Jason Harris, and we co-host a podcast called Awesome Movie Year. Each season, we take a look back at an awesome year for movies, which is every year. We deep dive into these specific years, and we pick out why they were such great years for films. We go over the biggest hits, the biggest flops, the best pictures, some personal picks, some cult classics. Years we've covered in past seasons include 1994, 2003, 1977, and 1984. And we've got all of film history to look forward to. So check us out at awesomemovieyear.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about some of the movies coming out in January of 2024. Thank you to Jason for joining me, and thank you to all of you for listening. 
If you're enjoying piecing it together, of course, make sure you're subscribed. That way you'll find out when we cover some of these movies. You can subscribe wherever you're listening right now, and we're on all the major podcast apps. While you're at it, maybe drop us a little five-star rating and review. It helps make sure more people check out the show. And at the time of this recording, I just found out that we just hit 100,000 downloads, which is so freaking awesome. I am just so happy that you're all out there listening. Uh, I want to just keep doing more exciting and fun stuff with this show, more live shows, get more special episodes going, these lists, these interviews, all kinds of things. So keep on listening, keep on subscribing, and thank you so much for being out there. Also, keep sending in your puzzle pieces. I love when people send in their puzzle pieces. Uh, you know, then I get to read them here on the show and, you know, get a little interactive thing going on. So I really do appreciate that. So thank you again for being out there. So with that said, that does it for this episode. Um, you know, it being January, it's also, aside from the podcast, it's time for my new thing that I'm doing with my music. It's called 24 for 2024. I will have some special bonus episodes of the podcast about it coming up in the coming months, but basically what I'm doing is on the first and third Friday of every month of this year, I'm releasing a new single, 24 singles in 2024. It's a ridiculous, ambitious thing that I'm doing. Uh, it's kind of ridiculous and kind of insane, but uh, a lot of great music on the way. And so the first one uh, comes out this Friday uh, that this is going up, but then there will be another one and another one, 24 songs throughout the year. Um, I'm going to close out with one of those songs. And let's see, what should I play? Uh I am going to play one called Back Into the Void. So this is one of the 24 songs that will be out in 2024. Hope you enjoy it. We'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.